Hello and welcome to the WMBC 615 podcast. My name is Daniel and on behalf of our pastor Scott Gillen and the whole church family here at Whitley Memorial Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee, it is my pleasure to say welcome and thank you for joining us. I hope you came today expecting a blessing because today's message comes at a time when the churches and the Christian families that make up those churches are hurting. Brother Scott hopes to encourage you and uplift you today, so be sure to have your Bible out and listen up as he takes us through the Word of God and asks us the simple question, should we just quit and move on? Now, I know that's a really odd question to ask about a church, but this is probably one of my favorite messages, and I know you're going to get some real encouragement from it today. So without any further delay, let's head on over to Brother Scott for the message. Take your Bible and turn to Acts chapter 5 tonight in your Bible. Acts chapter 5. Let me encourage you to look over there if you would, please. I'm going to read a little bit of a lengthy passage of Scripture. Not real long, but we're going to look at it tonight. And uh, so I want to ask a question tonight, if I can. And uh, I, uh, I've entitled the message, Should We Just Quit and Move On? And this is going to be kind of directed at our church tonight and, as, and to Christians, if I can. You know, I, I do want to direct messages to lost people, want to see them saved. But tonight I want to speak uh, specifically to Christians, and so talk to them. And so Acts chapter 5 in your Bible, if you have your Bible, turn there. If you're at home and you have your Bible, open it up. If you have an iPad, you can look there with me. Or if you have a smartphone, you can open it up. If you drive down the road, do me a favor, don't open anything, just listen up real good. So anyhow, but Acts chapter 5. And by the way, if you hear something in the background, we have a storm moving in tonight. And we can hear the thunder above us. And so if it starts raining real hard, you'll probably hear it on the roof and things. So, But Acts chapter 5, I think I can out-preach a thunderstorm. What do you think? I don't think I can out-do a tornado, though. So pray that doesn't happen. So everybody just looked at me like, oh, wow, why did you mention that? So, But anyhow, Acts chapter 5 in your Bible, look down at verse 29. We're going to pick up what's going on here. This is the second time that the apostle Peter and the others have been arrested for preaching about Jesus Christ. They have been arrested once, questioned, told not to talk about Jesus. They were arrested again. An angel let them out. And this is actually probably the third time they've been grabbed. And now they're before the council. And the council saying, what are you doing? Didn't we tell you not to talk about Jesus anymore? Didn't we threaten you? Didn't we tell you to keep your mouth shut and don't talk about Jesus? But look at verse 29. That's what we're going to pick up. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Ghost that, that God had given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had him reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. And said unto them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves. What ye intend to do is touching these men. For before these days rose up Thutis, boasting himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain, and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all even as many as obeyed him were dispersed. Verse 38. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men, let them alone. For if this counsel of this work be of men, it will come to naught. Verse 39, but if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest haply ye be found even to fight against God. And to him, that now this is the counsel, and to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus 
and let them go. And they departed, talking about the apostles now, departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Notice again in verse 41, where it says, they cease not. They cease not. Again, verse, uh, I mean, verse 42 now. And daily in the temple and every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Notice that little phrase, they cease not. The question I want to ask tonight is, should we just quit and move on? Let's pray and let's ask God to bless our time in the Word of God. Father, thank you for your goodness. And Father, I pray that the Holy Ghost of God would just do a work tonight. Give us what we need from the Word of God. And Father, I pray that you would just use me to preach the truth of your Word. Father, it can be discouraging trying to serve you in these days. Father, I pray that something tonight, I pray, will encourage some people to commit themselves to you or to commit themselves or renew their commitment to you. And Father, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would challenge our hearts tonight, for we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All of us, doesn't matter who we are, at one time or another in our lives, has been tempted to quit or give up or throw in a towel of defeat or say it's enough and move on in some way. All of us have been tempted to do that. Maybe we've been tempted to quit our church. Maybe we've been tempted to quit the ministry that we have, you know, or, or how we serve God. Or maybe we've been tempted to quit helping others. Or maybe we've been tempted to quit standing for right or witnessing or giving or something like that. Maybe we've been tempted to quit when it comes to the things of God. i got to be honest with you tonight. If I'm going to be honest, i got to tell you, I know there have been times I have been tempted to quit, that I've been tempted to just run and hide and say, I'm done, I'm tired of it, I'm through, it's over, goodbye. Now, I know somebody said, really, bro, Scott, you? Yes, there have been times I've just been tempted to say, adios, I'm out of here, you know? There have been times that you say, here at church, I'm talking about as a whole in life and serving Christ. Now, sadly, I hate to tell you, I know people who have quit. I know people have had quit. In fact, I can illustrate it vividly tonight. I can illustrate it. I want you to think about this before we shut down, for the COVID things, before we went to online services, now we're finally starting to open up. And But before we went to online services, you remember the pews? How many empty seats did we have when we met here beforehand? Huh? How many? You know why some of them were empty? I'm going to tell you tonight why some of them were empty. Because some people quit. That's why. Some people quit. You say, why did they quit? Oh, we could give you a variety of reasons. I'm not going to go into it. But there were people who quit coming to church. There were people who quit serving God. There are people who quit trying to win others. There are people who quit everything that they were doing. They quit. They quit. Folks, you can go out here tonight and talk to people, and I wonder how many you'll find that will tell you, well, I used to go to church, or I used to teach Sunday school in church, or I used to do this, or I used to do that, but they quit for some reason. They quit. You know, I, uh, I was thinking about this, and I thought of a poem that I have. You know, and I don't know how many have ever heard this poem. In fact, I, I knew I had it in my note, notebooks at home somewhere, and it took me a minute, uh, a while to find. I tried to find it on the internet first, and I was typing in, and couldn't. it wouldn't come up. And so, but I, I knew I had it somewhere, but I found it. And it's entitled, Are You a Used to Be? And it goes on, and, it, and this, is, this is what it says. As I go on visitation, people are telling me how they used to go to church and what they used to be. They say they were a teacher and some were deacons too. Others played the organ and ushers, there were a few. Some used to drive a church bus and sing in the choir, they would say. Some used to go on visitation and gave out tracts each day. I heard that they used to be, and it made me wonder how, they could be active members 
that are doing nothing now. And it made me wonder if they were serving the Lord or just active in the church and, and finally just got bored. Does God have a retirement plan? Is his work just part-time? We're chosen to be a soldier and should be on the battle line. If you're a soldier of Christ, but on the battle attire, let him give the orders and when you should retire. The battle is against Satan and Jesus we see. Are you busy, uh, excuse me, the battle is against Satan until Jesus we see. Are you busy serving the Lord or just a used to be? Woo, that's kind of tough, is it not? But I wonder how many people out there are, will tell you that they used to be, huh? They used to be. You know, and now that brings me to a question, something I want you to think with me about. You know, as you think about this, I want you to think about the time we are living in and what's going on in our society right now, especially here in Nashville related to our church. You know, we're at a place where our church, where I got to tell you, some people might be tempted to quit. Some people might be tempted to quit. You know, one of the things that, that is concerning to me is like with people staying home all the time, I wonder how many people when we do open fully back up and, you know, and, or the government says, you know, we got the, you know, vaccine or the cure or whatever, and everybody starts going back to quote unquote, whatever normal is going to be. I wonder how many people that used to come won't show back up anymore, you know, or will not be part of a church anymore across our lands, you know. And I wonder if there'll be some people that are tempted to quit. Or I wonder if there's some now that say, Bro, Scott, you know what we ought to just do? We ought to just let you stay home and do a live stream and, and just close up church and move on and, and quit all this, you know, and sell the building, get the money to missions or something like that. I wonder if there's some people out there that are thinking, we ought to just close the thing down. Huh? I wonder. You say, what do you bring that up? I've already heard of some churches that have closed. I've already heard of some. You know, and the sad part about it is, I wonder if there's some others that are thinking that in their churches in our world today. So with that said, and with this thought in mind, I want to give you three thoughts from the passage and say three things tonight in relation to quitting and giving up in our church. Three things. Number one, remember why we are here. Remember why we are here. Now, I want you to think about this from the passage we're looking at. Why in the world are we here tonight? Why are we here? Well, let's look at what the apostles said tonight and why they kept on serving Christ and did not give up. I mean, think about that. Why did they keep serving Christ? Why did they keep going? Why did they keep moving forward? There were three reasons in our text. Let me give them to you. Number one, to obey God to obey God. Look down to verse 29. Notice what Peter and the other apostles said. They got questioned. Why do you keep talking about Jesus? Why do you keep serving him? Why do you keep doing what you're doing? Why do you keep doing this? And in verse 29, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. You know what the answer was? It's because the Lord told us to, and we are going to obey God instead of obeying you guys. Now, you guys may be the religious council, is what he's saying, but God is above you. And so guess what? If it comes between you and God, guess who wins that battle or that argument all the time? God does, right? Yes, God does. And folks, what am I saying tonight? Why are we here tonight? Why should we keep serving Christ? Why should we keep moving forward? Why should we keep trying to be witnesses? To obey the Lord. You know, some people say, well, bro, Scott, why in the world are you in church anyhow? Why do you go to church? Why do you have church? Things like that. Can I tell you why? Can I give you the number one reason tonight? To obey God. 
to obey God. Now, I can sit here tonight and say it's because I'm saved, because of what the Lord's done for me, things of that nature. But can I tell you, the number one reason is to obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. We talked about it this morning in the book of Acts. You look at the book of Acts, when people got saved, they, were, they became part of a church. You look, when Paul went out and preached and people got saved, he organized them into what? Churches, you know? It was God's design that people be churches, but uh, be part of churches. And folks, why do we go to church? Why do we do this? Why do we go through the motions that we do? Why do we meet together? Why do we preach? Why do we teach the Word of God? Why do we try to reach others with the gospel? You know why it is? It's to obey God. Hebrews 10, 25. He says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. I realize right now we're in a strange time, but let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you, friends. Every person ought to be part of a local church. I'm talking about a local church, a local group of believers. Every person ought to be part of a local church. And if you're not coming right now because of COVID, God bless you. Enjoy, you know, and, and I'm the first one that says, you know, we shut this thing down for safety. We've got folks in our church, I believe, are susceptible. But folks, let me tell you something. That doesn't mean we ought to stop following Christ and serving Him and being part of our church, right? That doesn't mean we ought to stop it. Now, we're back open, and if you're comfortable, come on. But if you're not, stay home and listen to us on live stream. But don't forsake God. Don't forsake God. Don't quit. See, notice, they kept going because of obedience to the Lord. They kept going. Number two, number two, why did they keep going? Number one, to obey God. Number two, to be His witnesses. To be His witnesses. Look down at verse 32. Notice what they said. And we are His witnesses of these things. And so also is the Holy Ghost whom God had given to them that obey Him. You know what their job was? Their job, they, the reason they kept going, the reason they didn't quit, the reason they wouldn't give up is so that they could be the witnesses for Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he gave them this commission. He says, he says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. They were to be his witnesses. And folks, one of the reasons that you and I are here is to be his witnesses. Why are we here? To be his witnesses. This is what this is all about. You know, one of, the, one of our primary missions as a church is to do what? Reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Reach people. Excuse me. One of the things right now is it's kind of hard. Church is meeting together. But you know what? That shouldn't stop us from trying to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I heard of another church and uh, watched some of their videos. And, uh, but you know, they're baptizing right now, seeing people saved. Folks, that shouldn't stop us from seeing people saved, should it? No, this whole thing should not stop it. And we need to get the gospel out. We need to do, take the doors that God has opened to us to do our best to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out. You know, right now we're live streaming the services. One of the reasons we're doing that is to get the gospel out. And, you know, and, and, uh, you know, one of the things I've done lately, and, and I said I didn't want to do, but I've done it. I changed my mind, and, you know, nobody's ever done that in their life, have they changed their mind or whatever. It's kind of like I didn't ever think I'd put chairs in an auditorium, and what are we doing right now? Putting chairs in an auditorium, right? You know, got rid of church pews. I, you know what I mean? That was almost cardinal sin, So yeah, but we're doing it. But, you know, something else I did was, hate to say this, I joined Facebook. Isn't that awful? I didn't want to. I fought it. Yeah, bless him, Lord. And uh, I fought it. But you know what? You know why, you know why I did it? I have already responded to some people 
that have reached out to me as a result of our live stream. In fact, I made a phone visit this week because somebody reached out to me, you know, and asked me to contact somebody, and I did. You know, and, and that's the reason I did it. And, and what I'm going to do is like tonight when I get home, I'm going to share the message tonight out on everybody who's asked me to be a friend. And, you know, and I accept most everybody unless they got something goofy on their picture. And, you know, and, and, uh, and you know why I'm doing it? To get the gospel out, trying to share the message of Christ. That's it. You know, am I, am I trying to friend everybody in the world? No, I'm not sending any friend requests, you know. And so I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. You know, but am I going to try to send some things out about the gospel? That'll be the only thing I post out there more than likely is that, the videos. And I have posted, uh, what, a couple songs and a couple things about uh, the Lord and things like that, you know, and one about revival in America today or yesterday. And so, but you know what I'm doing? it To reach people. God has opened a door for our church right now through that. And so guess what? We ought to walk through the door to try to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we ought to do. Try to, try to do that. Why? Because people need the Lord. In, fa in fact, that's what they were doing here. They were getting the gospel out. They were getting the gospel out. Did you see that in verse 30, what he said? He said, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Do you know what he's doing? He's giving the gospel even while he's defending himself. And that should be one of the things we are about as a church. No, we shouldn't give up. Why? Our job is to obey the Lord, and then number two, to get the gospel to people. We need to do that, get the gospel to people. Then number three, to teach the word of God. You'll notice here in verse 42, it says, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Teach and preach Jesus Christ. Folks, our job is to teach the word of God and preach the word of God and get it out to people. That's what we need to do. I love J. Vernon McGee. I don't agree with everything he says, but I love J. Vernon McGee, considering kind of like a mentor in the faith. You know what his philosophy was? The whole word for the whole world. That's why he did the teaching the way he did when he taught the Bible. The whole word for the whole world. Folks, that's what we need to do. Get the word of God out. But think about what happens when the word of God goes out. First Peter 1.25 says, But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word whereby the gospel is preached unto you. The word of God contains the gospel. And the gospel, according to Romans 1.16, has the power to save, does it not? A person hears the word of God, hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and he gives it and, and he brings conviction, draws people to Christ. They respond in repentance and faith and they get saved. Thank God. Amen. That's what happens. They get saved. Acts 2.42, it says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. You know what was going on? The apostles were teaching the word of God, teaching the truths of Christ. And that's what we need to do is teach the truths of Christ. So that is what we need to remember tonight. We need to remember why we are here. Number one, to obey the Lord. Number two, to reach people with the gospel, to be his witnesses. And then number three, to teach the word of God. Let me add one more thing right here. I, didn't, I don't see in the text, but we're here to, ultimately, as a church, we are here to bring honor and glory to God. Are we not? Yes. So we need to remember why we're here. Then number two, number two, the second thing. As we look at this and this quitting thing we see, in churches today among quote-unquote Christians, you know, we need to see, remember a second thing, we need some Holy Ghost toughness. Now, I put it that way for a reason. We need some Holy Ghost toughness. Now, why did I say it that way? Well, look at verses 40, 41, and 42. It says, And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, did you see that? Beaten them, 
they commanded them that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Now, I've got to be, I got to be honest with you. I don't think they were sadists enjoying the pain, but I think they rejoiced in the fact that they thought they were worthy to suffer for Christ. Verse 42, and daily in the temple and every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. They just got told again, keep your mouth shut. They got beaten. But yet, guess what they kept doing? They kept teaching Christ. They kept preaching Christ. Folks, we need some Holy Ghost toughness. Look what the apostles went through. You know, look at this. And, and, and you know, I, I, and I, I thought about this, and uh, I've, got a, I've got a painting in my office on the wall. And uh, I've been trying to put some uh, Bible verses around it. Uh, and when I, when I look at the painting, there are two verses that it reminds me of. Now, the painting on the wall of my office is a picture I picked up years ago down here at a, um, down here on Nolansville Road. There used to be a Piggly Wiggly, and I don't know if it's still there. There's a food land there or whatever now down on, uh, there was a Circle K, then a Piggly Wiggly or a food land or something like that down there. And next to it, there was a furniture store. I walked in there one day, and just to look around, it was one of these consignment stores. And I walked in, and up on the wall was a painting or a picture, and I think it's more of a painting, of some Roman soldiers being victorious on top of a precipice. And, and I fell in love with that thing, and it was half price, and so I like a good deal. I bought it. I think I paid $22 for it or something like that. Well, that thing, and so what I did is one day I was at another thrift store here in town a while back, and, and uh, I had already had it in a, a frame, a certain type frame, but I didn't like the frame. I wanted to mat it, and I went over and checked how much it would cost to mat, and when they gave me the price, I went, <gasps> you know, how, you know, it just, uh, the matting was outrageous. Anyhow, I found a frame, half price, for $5, Brother West. And boy, it was gorgeous. Had a picture in it that I didn't like. The matting was beautiful. You know what I did? I opened the back up, put the picture in there, and I got that on the wall in the office. That thing reminds me of two Bible verses. When I look at those soldiers on top of that precipice, when I look in there, they're battle-hardened. They've fought the battle. It looks like they've gained the victory. The commander is up there with his arms crossed. The other soldiers there, a couple of them with swords drawn and things like that. It reminds me of two Bible verses. One of them is Romans 8, 37. They and all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You know what the other Bible verse is? And I just got it finished, framed it this weekend. It's thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure hardness. I got this framed several years ago. It was matted and I printed that off and put it in there. Why? Because it reminds me that there are times I'm going to have to endure hardness. And my friends, there are times you and I need to endure hardness as a soldier of Christ. There will be some tough times. There will be some hard days. Will there not? Yes, there will be. We need to endure hardness. But you know what? They didn't let anything keep them from quitting. They didn't let anything keep them from throwing in the towel. They didn't quit. And folks, if they didn't quit, you and I can keep going too, can we not? I mean, they had the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Spirit of God. And folks, you and I need to make sure that you and I are filled with the Spirit and we don't let anything keep us from serving Christ, keep us from standing for Christ, keep us from being His witnesses, keep us from obeying Him. We need to make sure we stand. Make sure we stand. Make sure we are have some of that Holy Ghost toughness. And folks, I believe we're in a day and age now. It's going to take some toughness to stand before God. It is tough today when preachers are now being threatened and, and people are cussed and, and, you know, and demonstrated against and things like that. Folks, we need to stand.
need some of that Holy Ghost toughness. Let me give you a third thing. Third thing. When you think about quitting, when you think about just giving up, should we just go ahead and throw in the towel? Folks, that brings me to the third thing I want to say tonight. We need to be on guard. We need to be on guard. We need to keep our guard up. Keep our guard up. Why? There are some things you and I need to be on guard for that if we're not careful will cause us to quit serving Christ, to quit living for Him, to quit being that witness, to quit everything. You know, you and I just need to be on guard. That's it. That's the word. That's the word. You know, and, and you think about it, there are a lot of reasons people have quit today serving God. You know, I put some things down here that you and I need to be on guard for. In fact, believe it or not, I put seven things down, you know. This is one of those things where everybody says, how many sub points do you have? And, and uh, well, I got seven right here, but I'll go through them quick, you know. Things you and I need to be on guard for. Number one, problems. By the way, they all start with peace. Problems. You and I need to be on guard for problems. Problems in life, problems in family, problems in church, problems at job, health problems, you name it. Problems at church, you know what? All these things have caused people to quit, you know? I don't know about you, but the disciples were facing real problems here, were they not? They were in an antagonistic society, being beaten. I don't know about you, but that's a problem, right? I put down another thing. What about pressure? The pressures of life. How many people just feel like they're going to faint or collapse under the pressures of life? So they say, what's the use, God? And they just throw in the towel, huh? You know, they're burdened down by things. It seems like they don't know where to turn. The pressures of life. It'll cause people to quit serving God. I'll put down another thing. What about persecution? You know, one of the things I think we need to remember as Christians is that if we live for Christ, you will suffer persecution. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12 tells us that. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus, I suffer persecution. You know, if you look what's going on right here in the passage, the enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ are attacking His disciples. Folks, this is real persecution. And folks, you and I better be wary of that Why? or be watchful for that because that may come to us in our day and age in which we live right now. Persecution for standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. I put down another thing, people. Watch out for people. Be on guard for people. You know, what you and I don't know is this whole thing, uh, what you may not realize, rather, is that this whole episode that we're reading about in Acts chapter 5 started in Acts chapter 3 with, with them preaching, with the uh, man getting healed. And then Peter preached in Acts chapter 4. People got saved. They got arrested, you know, because they preached. And you had 4,000 come to Christ in Acts chapter 4, and they got arrested, and they were let go, and they went back out and preached again and got arrested. And, and then, you know, the angel let them out. Then they got, a, you know, um, you know, but think about it. Right in the middle of this, you have the episode of Ananias and Sapphira. These were members of the church, and they lied to God. And, you know, we ought to be thankful that God still doesn't do what he did then, but Ananias and Sapphira both died in church. God struck them down for lying after they were confronted about something. You know, but right in the middle, I wonder how, I wonder if that discouraged Simon Peter a little bit. I wonder if that discouraged the other apostles that, man, they're, they're serving Christ, they're getting persecution. Then right in the middle of it all, man, Ananias and Sapphira. Folks, people will get to you and cause you to quit if you're not careful. They'll let you down, they'll get on your nerves, they'll talk about you, you know, they'll treat you bad, they'll turn their back on you. You got to watch out. Some people put the knife in your back, you know. You got to watch out. You know, you can't let people get to you.
keep him from serving God. You know, there's a lot of people don't go to church now because they say there's too many hypocrites in church. You know, but they go to the grocery store and there's a lot of hypocrites go to the grocery store. You know, they go to a quick stop and get gas, but a lot of hypocrites go to a quick stop. Oh, Brother Scott, you, you just don't get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know what I say? Come join the crowd. If you're looking for a perfect church, there is none. Why? Because there are no perfect people. There was only one, and that was Jesus Christ. That was it. You know, but I wouldn't let a hypocrite keep me from serving Christ. I wouldn't let a, a gossip. What about prosperity? That's number five I put down. Prosperity, you know, some people, when things start going good, they quit serving God. They don't think they need God anymore. But you know, 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then let me give you a seventh one tonight. Things we need to be on guard for. Be on guard because personal failure will cause you to quit. Simon Peter denied the Lord, and over in John chapter 21 and verse 3, he said, I go a fishing. But you know what? The Lord had other plans. Mark 16, 7, he said, Tell his disciples and Peter at the resurrection. That's what the angel said. John chapter 21, Jesus came to Peter and put him back on track. You know, Psalm 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Go down to verse 24, and he says, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. God doesn't cast us off. God doesn't let us go all the way down, fall out of grace. Proverbs 24, 16 says, A just man falleth seven times and riseth again. A lot of people say, well, I've blown it, i failed God, I can't serve Him anymore, I can't do anything. My friend, we don't need to let anything keep us from serving God. You may not serve God the way you once did, but you can still serve God. My friend, we ought to be faithful to the Lord and faithful to Him. You know, and I know we live in a day and age where it'd be easy to quit, easy to throw in a towel. I know there's going to be, it looks like there's going to be some persecution, some rough times ahead. But folks, this is the time we need to be faithful. Why? Because people need Jesus Christ, do they not? And my friend, if you're listening to me tonight, you don't know Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. The greatest decision you could ever make in life is make Jesus your Savior. He died on that cross for you, left the glory of heaven, came down, gave His life for you. Because you're a sinner who stood under God's judgment. And if you don't make Jesus your Savior, except what He did at the cross, guess what? You'll have to face that. You'll have to pay for your sin. You will have to suffer the consequences for sin. But Christian, tonight, can I tell you, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't be tempted to just hang it up. I know sometimes it's hard. Things go crazy. But don't quit. I have another poem in my office. I have it on the wall. Right side, on, if you're looking back at the back credenza, you, on the right, there's a poem there. It says, when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is strange with its twists and turns, and every one of us sometimes, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though this pace seems slow. You might succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out. 
the silver tint of the clouds of doubt, and you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you mustn't do. My friend, let me encourage you tonight. If you don't know Jesus, won't you make Jesus your Savior tonight? Child of God, let me encourage you. Keep going. It may get tough. Things may be discouraging, but let's continue to follow Christ and be obedient to Him, be His witnesses, and get the Word of God out. Let's do that. Let's pray. Father, thank You for tonight. We thank You for Your goodness. And now, Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit of God would just challenge our hearts, challenge mine tonight, and encourage all of us, Lord. Help us not to think about quitting or giving up. Father, I pray that You would encourage hearts tonight. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, amen. If you, I, I tell you, I got to repeat a line that Brother Scott read to us. It's when things seem worse, you mustn't quit. I don't know, in today's world, but with the pandemic, the civil unrest, you name it, that applies so readily to the life of a Christian. We can't give up. We got to keep pushing strong. If you're listening and you don't know the Lord, but you feel led to make that change today, I encourage you to reach out to us through our website, WhitleyMemorial.com. Just go to the Contact Us tab and send us an email. We would love to pray for you and most importantly, share with you the gospel, the good news of salvation that Jesus has for you today. If you're here and you just need to ask prayer for something in your life, the same applies. Drop us a line and we will most certainly pray for you and with you. Thank you for listening with us today. I know it uplifted my heart and I hope it did the same for you. We also want to take the opportunity to tell you about our Facebook ministry. That's facebook.com forward slash WMBC615. It's linked to the podcast, and every time we have a service, we go live. So be sure and hit the subscribe and follow buttons there. That way, anytime we're there, you can be there as well with us. On behalf of Brother Scott, our entire church family here at Whitley, my name is Daniel. It's really been a pleasure, and we will see you next time.